0: We Have Concerns is made possible entirely through donations from listeners like you. A little can go a long way. Visit patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns to lend your support.
1: I'm not one of those nerds that's very defensive about hating sports. Right. Like, oh, yeah, sports, like, I'm not one of those people that you see during the Super Bowl tweeting out, sports ball, I guess the team won. Yeah. You know, like one of those dicks. Yeah. Like, get over it, dicks. (laughs) You don't have to tweet, just don't watch it.
0: Right. Yeah, I am, I'm the other guy. I'm the guy that the sports ball people are pissed at because on Sunday I'm tweeting undecipherable things like, yes, (laughs) exclamation point, exclamation point. People
1: are just like, yes to what? Like, what happened?
0: Uh, This is... We have concerns. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hi, Jeff Kanata. So check this out. Music, the food of the soul. Mm-hmm. It might not be uh, completely human creativity. Well, at least this article that I've come across seems to indicate that there may be an algorithm that can figure it out. This guy, Dr. Lior Shamir. Figure what out? What makes music pleasing, palatable, good, Popular. It's kind of him trying to decipher pop music. It didn't really start that way, Mm -hmm. but it turned into that thing. It actually started with him trying to understand whales communication because they have this musical way of communicating. Right. And he –
1: I know because I I go to sleep to the Song of the Whales every night. I got a Song of the Whales CD and a candle that smells like fresh laundry (laughs) – in a two-pack at the Hallmark store.
0: That does sound peaceful. And my
1: my stars has ever put me right out.
0: <laughs> well, this guy plugged the entire Beatles oeuvre mm-hmm. into his computer, and he went boop 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 boop, and out popped uh, this algorithm that allowed him to analyze the music to the point where he, it, it would be able to predict the order in which these songs were written. And interesting. Yeah, so it it can really map the evolution of their skill level, their trajectory as a band, their progression. In fact, it got so accurate that it said that Abbey Road was written after Let It Be, even though Let It Be actually came out after Abbey Road. But it's correct right. that most of the songs on Abbey Road were written after Let It Be. That's cool. Pretty neat, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, so it sounds like what it's doing is it's taking – every song and then looking for just patterns yep. and then looking for the evolution of a particular pattern. Exactly. So I got a question how this is going to predict the perfect pop song or what's going to be hot in music next. There have been a couple projects that have tried to do this before and have kind of like come up with the perfect structure for a pop song. And
0: Right. Well, I think this is the idea that they're seeing the potential for. He says, Uh, It has the makings of a great music discovery tool. It could really help make the difference between discovery of artists for different people. There could be some great musicians out there that you would really like, but whose work you'd never be exposed to before. So it's kind of like what Pandora is trying to do. Uh But I think on a more mathematical level, it's actually analyzing song structure and taking the human – beings out of it and and instead of saying well if you like that you probably like this because I know because I'm a guy who likes music the computer is looking at that structure and going here's something that is aesthetically pleasing in one sense perhaps in another sense it will be similar
1: sure but I think what they're not taking into account in that case is there may be five or six different bands in a particular movement or genre who sound pretty similar Mm -hmm. right what happens is you know a band comes out and they're very popular. And then all these A&R guys from record companies run yeah. to find the next X. Right. Right? Yeah. And they all we, sound very similar to one another. Right. But just because they sound musically similar to one another does not mean we that I'm going to like them. We want our Mumford
0: and Sons, so and enter Lumineers, et cetera, et cetera, et, mm. et cetera. Yeah.
1: They're either indecipherable from one another, so it doesn't matter, so you don't care about either of them. Or there is that little difference, and it's not a mathematical difference, it's an emotional difference, it's stylistic difference that separates that one band. You may not like all metal, but you may like one metal band for one particular reason. Right. And so I, I think the algorithm is probably good in terms of, you could take everything that's on the radio now that's very popular, everything over the last three years and put them in chronological order and tell the algorithm, all right, this is what the nation's music choice is Right. This is what our music taste is. What's the next thing? What's the thing that's not so different it's going to scare people, but is different enough that it's going to seem new and fresh?
0: Right. And that's what executives have been doing for decades Mm -hmm. and trying to predict it. It's just when you break it down to a algorithm, I feel like it it sounds so much harsher and detached from humanity.
1: And it is, but it might work. It might. People want the data that's going to make them healthier. People want the data that's going to make them more productive. People want the data that is going to make their community safer, their schools better. That's all stuff they want. The data that we don't want is the data that tells us that we are computers, even though we are. I did a DNews episode about somebody who created an algorithm and said, if you release a pop pop song with this structure, you're probably going to do all right with it. Mm -hmm. There are other factors. You're going to need to market it. You're going to need to release it. You're going to need to promote it in a certain way. But this is the song. People will like this song. People got really, really angry at that episode Mm -hmm. because it was seen as an attack on human creativity. Right. And it was seen as an attack on something that is supposed to be innately and fundamentally emotional.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: The thing that people don't get is your emotions are created programmatically.
0: Well, I don't know if the jury... The jury might still be out on that.
1: Your emotions are a mix of your particular hardware. It's a mix of the, the chemicals that your body is making, the hormones that your body is making, and your life experience and your past experience. Mm-hmm. That's where your emotional response comes from. People don't like to think about it that way because they make it, seem, it makes it seem like their individuality is being taken away. Like I'm telling them that they are less than they are. There's no shame in knowing how you work and there's no less magic in knowing how you work. I agree with that. It's unfortunate that a computer can get pretty close to how you work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a bummer that it's just going to keep getting closer and closer as computers get better and better. But never let that make you think that there still isn't something special when you create something. Right. There isn't something special about human emotion. You're
0: saying it's not a zero-sum game. Just because a computer can replicate... Something that is aesthetically pleasing does not necessarily make your creation of an aesthetically pleasing object yeah. less.
1: But it also doesn't make that computer's creation any less.
0: Ah, that's the question. If they, So Look, if, a if a computer can computer, just crank it out, yeah. it doesn't make it less valuable? If it's just a machine on an assembly line cranking out the next pop hit? Because that's what One Direction is for. That's <laughs> <laughs> To Here's be a thing- machine on the... Assembly line of pop hits. Here's
1: the thing. That computer is going to be programmed with an algorithm and it's going to, it's going to start churning things out algorithmically, right? Mm-hmm. It will not be able to deviate from that algorithm.
0: Unless deviation is part of the algorithm. Maybe it is. Yeah. It's not like it's going to create cookie cutter songs. It, sure. It it maybe there's a whole, well, maybe there's a whole spectrum Listen, let me of- tell you
1: something, man. If it doesn't create cookie cutter songs, then we need to let the computers take over because well, the record industry right now on the radio, top 40- is very cookie cutter. It ah, really that's is. What you're it really is. Might as well let the computers. If the computers have a uh, a better handle on variation than we do, give the machine the industry. <laughs> let the machine have music. Then, <laughs> at least for these. Because here's the thing: the people that are going to use these machines are going to be very big record labels, right? They're going to be big corporate rep- record labels that are going to be like, "We need X amount of albums to do X amount of sales. We have these people with these voices who look this way. Plug the data in and let's get our albums." Right. And that's like big corporate music, but that's always been big corporate music. If they can streamline that, they're going to. Right. That doesn't mean that like people off on the side aren't going to do things that are more creative. And when you say
0: And use it as a form of expression.
1: And use it as a form of expression. And you can choose to listen to those people. You can choose to listen to other people. When you say that the computer is going to have deviation programmed into its algorithm, I think until there is a legitimate, more than an algorithm, until there is a legitimate fuzzy artificial intelligence, if you have a computer that's churning things out based on an algorithm, Uh and even if that algorithm has a little wiggle room for deviation people will get tired of that. At least well, then, a lot of people will get tired
0: of that. Then and, you're ma- you're making my point.
1: Well, but a human will be able to deviate from that algorithm even more. So the people who are not part of this giant corporate music scene yeah. will just be like, oh, no, I'm bored of this. I'm going to make something that sounds like this, and they're going to jump two steps ahead. That's not going to matter for most of the public. Right. It's not going to matter for my mom. My mom listens to what's on the radio. Well, it's not but- going to matter to... You're saying
0: you're saying a an algorithm needs to have artificial intelligence in order to be creative. Is basically what you just said.
1: I think it needs to have artificial intelligence so then, to beat to beat our ability to deviate.
0: So so there's something inherently human in creativity.
1: No, we're just just going to take computers a while to catch up to that.
0: <laughs> well, so so let's let's imagine But eventually they will. In a, in a in an infinite not infinite but in a uh, a bigger leap of computing power yeah. where this algorithm can compose symphonies mm-hmm. do you or do you not believe that there still is a gap of creativity between what is inherently human and emotional and no. raw and no you think that that all just is a complexity of algorithm that all, our human expression mm-hmm. is just a function of a much more complex algorithm than the computer Much computers. more
1: complex computer, a much more complex algorithm, much more complex software. Yeah. I think that we've got a lot going for us right now that computers don't have, but eventually will. Is this going to happen in 10 years? Is this going to happen in 20 years? Probably not. But to say that eventually a computer will not be smarter than you and better than you and more creative than you.
0: Well, I, I don't, I don't unless doubt stop Unless we just two. stop.
1: Unless we just stop. Unless we go, whoa, they're getting too close. Shut it down. We want to save human creativity. Right. That's the only, that is the only, and I feel like that will be a situation that we hit in the future. computers are going to start getting so close that people are going to get real mad. I can clearly see a future in my head where a movie has to be marketed as featuring real actors or using real cameras or directed (laughs) by a real person. And uh, an album has to say like, all written by a human. I can totally see that. Yeah. I can see that in my head. This painting created by a human being. This painting created by a computer. Yeah. And people will people will be like, ooh, that's cool. I'll go to the human one.
0: It's so rare these days. It's a like human it's one. like
1: the vinyl and MP3 thing. It's like, no, you can't. No, you can't.
0: In my day... You can't hear it. You can't hear humans it. Humans made things. <laughs> I remember when human beings created things. oh whatever grandpa... Just let me float around in my nutrient gel. (laughs) No, you don't understand, Sam. It was a wonderful time when things were flawed and people cried because such beauty in the world. God,
1: people were stupid. (laughs) Every time you talk at me, it pulls me out of the chat room. I'm trying to be in this virtual world and just take in my nutrient gel and don't cause any problems for anybody,
0: Grandpa. I'm just saying that being with a real woman... Who has curves and flaws, and, and maybe she gets angry at you sometime. It's better than just being in there with your sex bot.
1: No, Grandpa, which, number one, like, if you would just stop talking, I could finish with the sex bot. <laughs> Grandpa, and then we could have a real conversation. Can, can Grandpa get secondsies? Oh, all of a sudden Grandpa wants
0: seconds. I'm just huh? saying it was better back then, but this ain't too shabby. Right. <laughs> Grandpa's old.
1: Like, that's the difference. I get bored of an album after I listen to it a few times now. I would love it if there was just another album tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, plug in the, what do I want? I want uh, this and that. I don't know. It's so cool.
1: Like, I just think about how Spotify and everything are getting good at predicting what music I want next based on music that it already has. What if it could just write music for you on the fly? Yeah. That's cool, right?
0: I guess. You like
1: that. You like every song is the perfect song for you at any given moment. That's badass. Yeah. Yeah, you like that. I mean You just got this look on your face that was like, Oh, okay. I mean Could I have that? <laughs> yeah, you can have that. Eventually we will have that. I mean
0: I guess we are just we are just the the blobs at the end of uh Wally sitting in our little cubicles consuming things that we had no hand in creating. We are just we were just a that consumption robot was beast. a
1: terrorist, and I spent the <laughs> entire movie wondering when they were going to bring it to justice. Everybody had a perfect life going on <laughs> you wanted to until be this old obsolete robot and... just had to fuck everything up for everybody
0: i i don't know man <laughs> i don't know you're hurting my brain because i can't i know I sympathize with your point that. It is just my selfish human psyche trying to tell me that I'm different than my programming. But I still want to be different than my programming. Sure. I, I, want, I want there to hey – man. I think there is great beauty in this world. I want world. you to be
1: different than your programming. I want that for you. It's not going to happen.
0: I think great beauty <laughs> comes, from, it comes, from, it comes from magic. It comes yeah. from a confluence of things that can't be programmed. It can't be predicted.
1: Not yet. <sighs> yet. Right now, there is no way of knowing how you are taking in the disparate visual, emotional, auditory elements of your day and using them to come up with that idea that you came up with last night that was a fucking killer idea. And it was. It was a fucking killer idea. Right. And there's no way to know how those elements came together. Yet. <laughs> One day, we will know how those elements came together. We will have a catalog of data, we will run the algorithm against it, and we will know exactly where that creativity comes from. Does that make it less creative, or does that mean that we have just manufactured endless creativity? I think the
0: former. Does it? I, 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 I do. I'm worried that there isn't just a perfect ideal of creativity. I think that, there's, I think that there is- But you is said it a-
1: yourself. You're the one that came up with the deviation in the algorithm.
0: I did. A little bit of randomness I, a, in there. It was an invention that I immediately regretted. And if only I could make this time travel device <laughs> work, I could go back and correct it. And we would all be happy. Uh, <laughs> but that's but, the thing.
1: You throw a little randomness in and then it's like, OK, this is a little different. Let's gauge audience reaction to it. Oh, they liked that difference. OK, fixing the algorithm. Here we go. But doesn't
0: doesn't that aggregate that you're aiming for the they in that past sentence that you just said that that is the problem that it's, it's only able to, to target the many instead mm-hmm. of feeling like there's a piece of art that works just for me because it is, uh, it is so specific and talks from such a singular place of experience that it resonates with me on a level that it can't resonate with you on.
1: Nah, because here's the thing. <laughs>
0: Have you ever been on the internet? I've dabbled.
1: Yeah, you ever been on the internet and you're just like, there's a book that you think you're the only one that you the only one that remembers this book from your childhood, and right. no, none of your other friends knew about it, and yeah. you lent it to friends and they didn't like it, yeah. and you're just like God, Written but this book me. was my everything. This yeah. was for me. Uh-huh. This was, for me. It was Milo and the Phantom Toll Booth. You're gonna tell right? me a
0: computer wrote that book?
1: It was the yeah, a computer wrote the Phantom <laughs> Toll Booth. For me, it was the Phantom Toll Booth, or it was uh, or it was Labyrinth, or it was Brazil. And I would show it to friends. I would have them read it. I would have them watch it. And they would be like, eh, I don't know. Really. And then you grow up. Yeah. You go to college. You meet people from other places. You get on the internet and you find out that there, there's a Phantom Tollbooth meetup. Right. Every month. You can right. go to the Phantom Tollbooth meetup. Brazilian Labyrinth. Brazilian Labyrinth are year one film school bullshit. <laughs> They're still my favorite. Right. But... That's the thing.
0: There's universality There's, to everything. There won't saying.
1: be a universal algorithm that's going to work for everyone. I don't think that's true. I think the universal algorithm will only be as good as the pop machine that we have right now, as the Hollywood machine that we have right now. The, that algorithm can replace anything for the lowest common denominator. Will there need to be different algorithms with different seeds? Like different Minecraft seeds, right? Mm-hmm. Where you put in this different seed and a different world grows. Yeah, like a fractal. Yeah, like a fractal. Like, oh, this, this seed gave me a world with more waterfalls. I fucking love maps with waterfalls. I'm sticking right. with this one. Some other guy just wants floating islands. So he gets all floating islands. No right. waterfalls. Your world's bullshit. No, your world's bullshit. Yeah. But the thing is, there will be different algorithms that can serve those, those different groups of people. Right. Because you are an individual... You are a beautiful and unique snowflake. You are wonderful and creative.
0: But so are those other 400,000 people. But so are a
1: bunch of other people, man. (laughs) Yeah. And you may not, the one person's book algorithm may not be your book algorithm, but their music algorithm might be. Mm -hmm. And
0: that's- You're bumming me out, man.
1: I know. I always bum you out with this stuff. I always bum you out with this stuff. Because I feel
0: like there's a value to mystery. There's a value to- uncertainty. There's a value to not knowing and, and uh, where something comes from, how something comes from, how it, how it impacts me. Like the fact that I'm not able to articulate exactly how something lands on me instead of having the art the algorithm say, well, we're going to tickle the, you know, the romance zone. We're going to, we're going to, you know, tease the fear zone. We're going to do certain things. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to lose that mystery. I think that that's what the magic of life is.
1: Well, sorry. <laughs> but if you'd like me to end this on a, uh, on, on a positive, like whatever, because for me, that world is a positive world. And there's still right. room for human creativity. And I still think it's fine. I don't think individuality is um, is all it's cracked up to be. I don't think it's, I think there would be more, I think there would be more cool things going on in this world. If we were okay with the fact that we're not as individual as we think. Mm -hmm. And if we weren't the hero in our own movie and we weren't the beautiful, unique snowflake that everyone could understand, I don't that everyone couldn't understand. I feel like if we just like, if we would all just belly up to the bar and be like, we have a lot of commonality. Yeah. Let's start from there. I feel like we could do more creative things. I feel like we could do better things. Mm. So for me, I guess here's what I'm saying that, that could potentially be positive for the people that look at the individuality as the important part. What if that being given everything that we base think is creative, everything that we base think that we want, the books, the movies, the, everything written algorithmically. What if just by nature of being the universe's special little guys, <laughs> oh. we... We take a look at all that stuff and because all that stuff is common, we actually do. We take another leap. I've said this before. What, you know, maybe by giving everybody the ability to just download basic knowledge into their brains.
0: Right. We can
1: launch forward from there.
0: You're saying don't preserve the mysteries. Solve the mysteries because there'll be new mysteries.
1: There will always be a new mystery.
0: I like that. There's a certain romance to that notion. I
1: learned that from watching a lot of murder she wrote.
0: Well, she was a beautiful poet. In her own way. Angela Lansbury.
1: I loved her. She's still alive, right? Then I still love her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Are, are, are we beautiful, unique snowflakes? Can uh, an algorithm ever replace us? And what happens if and when an algorithm does replace us? You can let us know on the comments for this episode's post on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash we have concerns you can also let us know on twitter i am at a carboni
0: and i'm at jeff canada let us know if you think the fifth beetle was zeta 473
1: zeta 473 was robbed because <laughs> he was the creative backbone of that entire band also if you guys have seen a story recently that you think we should cover on the show you can send it to WeHaveConcernsShow at gmail.com